This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. The Heiliger Amshinover Rebbe. Rabbi Yaakov David, who was the son of the Holy Vorka Rebbe, loved the story that I told last week about the Peshischa Rebbe, the Psimcha Bunim, and he often told it to his Hasidim. One day, an Amshinover Hasid went bankrupt. He'd spent all of his money buying a wagon load of furs for three rubles each, and he hoped to sell them for ten rubles and make a huge profit. But all of a sudden, the price of fur fell to two rubles. Instead of getting rich, this poor Yidele couldn't even make back his original investment. He had a wife and hungry children to support. He didn't know what to do. So what does a chassid do when they don't know what to do? They go to the Rebbe for advice. So this chassid went to the Amshinover Rebbe. The Amshinover told him, Go to such and such a city and wait, and you'll see God will help you. So the first thing the next morning, the chassid took his wagon full of furs and he went to the city that the Rebbe had told him. And since he had nothing to do there except to wait, he went to a coffee shop and got a cup of coffee. And then another, and another. What happens when you order one cup of coffee, and you don't have enough money to pay for another one? You tell the waiter to bring you even more coffee. And by the afternoon, Chassid must have had something like 50 cups of coffee. And the waiter couldn't decide, was he crazy? Or he just didn't have any money? Or maybe both? Then at four o'clock in the afternoon, the door of the coffee shop burst open. And a Polish army officer, not just an officer, Mamish a general, came walking in the coffee shop. Who's the owner of the wagon load of furs that I saw outside? It was a little scary. And this chassid, he didn't know what to do. He swallowed. He said, Um, sir, that would be me. I want to buy... All of your furs, the general told him. I was ordered to go to Warsaw to purchase furs for the army, but Warsaw is too far away, and your furs are right here. Now the price of fur in Warsaw is only two rubles, but I'll pay you three if you save me the trip. What do you think? Now the Hasid knew that he could take three rubles and get back his original investment. He could also ask for four or five and make a little profit. So he took a deep breath, and he said, I want ten rubles for each fur. Ten rubles? Are you crazy? I can't pay that kind of money. Never mind. I'll go to Warsaw. The general said, you know what? Wait a minute. I'll give you eight. The chassid could have made a lot of money taking eight rubles of fur, but he said, no way. It's ten or nothing. Now, it must have been all that coffee that he was drinking because the general really lost it. He said, you're a crazy Jew. You're out of your mind. The price is two rubles. Fur, fur. Nobody's going to pay 10 rubles. I can't pay 10 rubles. And so the general just stormed out. He said, I'm not going to waste any of my time on a crazy person like you. Turned around and walked out of the coffee shop. So what's the chassid going to do now? He turned to the waiter, who was watching this whole thing. And he said, another cup of coffee, please. Now, of course, the chassid didn't have a single ruble left to his name. 
and he just gave up the opportunity to sell that whole wagon full of furs for eight rubles a fur. So the Yiddelah sat there in the cafe until late at night, waiting for a miracle, waiting for the miracle that the Rebbe had promised him. But nothing happened. At a quarter to twelve at night, the waiter finally said to him, I'm so sorry, my friend, but we're going to close and you're going to have to leave. And you also need to pay for all that coffee. The Hasid closed his eyes and he said, Ay vey. But Rebbe, you told me if I came here, Hashem would help me. And just at that moment, the door burst open. The general was back, but he was so drunk, he could barely stand up. Hello again, he said, slurring his words. It was so bad the Hasid could hardly understand him. You know, I've been thinking, I don't have the strength to go to Warsaw. And then he laughed. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I've had so much to drink, I don't even think I could ride my horse. So I'll tell you what. I'll give you ten rubles, and let's settle the deal right now before I pass out. So the Hasid quickly sold his furs for ten rubles, and he became rich. He took the money, he left the wagon, grabbed the horse, and went back to the Amshinova Rebbe to tell him exactly what had happened. The Rebbe listened to the story. He said, Mazel tov, my friend. I knew Hashem would help you, but Imamish don't understand you. You see the master of the universe opening up the gates for you, and you bargain with him? When the general was right, maybe you really are crazy. He offers you eight rubles for a fur, more money than you've ever seen in your whole life, and you refuse? What in the world made you hold out for ten? The Hasid answered, Rebbe, I'll tell you the reason. You know that story that you tell all the time about Reb Simcha Bunim. I was only doing what the Pshischer said. I saw that Hashem was beginning to open the gates for me, and I held out for him to open them all the way. Now, if you're going to try this in your lives, my friends, you've got to have a lot of emuna. You've got to have a lot of faith to hold out and to not get depressed when things don't go the way that you want. May Hashem bless you and bless me back that we all have the faith to hold on until Hashem sends us all the bounty, all the shefa that's waiting for us in Shemayim. That was a little bit of a short story, so I figured there's room for one more short story. A man once came to the holy Vorker Rebbe, Rebbe Yitzchak Vorker. He said, Rebbe, I'm mamish at my wit's end. I don't know what to do. My son is so sick. He might even, God forbid, die. I'm begging you, Rebbe. You got a daven for my son that'll have a refuah The Vorker sat there very still, closed his eyes, and he rocked himself back and forth for a minute. And then he looked at the Yidl and he said, I'm so sorry, but all the gates of heaven are closed and there's nothing I can do to open them. There's nothing to be done. Go back home. So the father, he started crying. But what was he going to do? The Rebbe said there's nothing to do. So he got back into his wagon and started on his way back home. And the whole time he was crying. And about half an hour later, he hears another wagon chasing after him. And he turns around and he sees it's the holy Vorka Rebbe. The Rebbe pulls up next to this Yiddle. <laughs> and he says, stop. I have something important to say to you. So they both stop their wagons. And the Vorker helped the Yiddelik come down from his wagon, and they sat there together on the grass by the side of the road. The Vorker Rebbe said, 
After you left, I couldn't stop thinking about you and your son. It mamish broke my heart. I might not be able to help you, but at least I can cry with you. And so the Vorker put his arm around the Sirle, and he bowed his holy head, and he started to cry from the deepest places in his heart. At some point, the father realized that the Rebbe was crying for his son even harder than he had cried for anything in his entire life. And so he started crying even more. And the two men sat there together for a long time, crying together, until suddenly the Rebbe lifted up his head. He wiped away his tears and he smiled, and then he laughed out loud. <laughs> do you by any chance have some wine in your wagon? The Rebbe asked the father. Yes, I do. The Rebbe said, so bring the wine and bring it fast. We have to say a l'chaim. Now the Yidole, he didn't understand what's going on. But the Rebbe told him, get some wine. So he went and got some wine and two glasses and he pours a glass of wine. One for him and one for the Vorker. And the Vorker says, L'chaim, my friend, L'chaim. And the father, who's shocked, he says, L'chaim, Rebbe. The Rebbe said, you might think I'm crazy. One minute I'm crying, the next minute I'm laughing. But it all happened so fast, I just had to celebrate with you. It's mamash a miracle. A minute ago, thanks to our crying together, the gates of heaven opened for your son. Your son's gonna live. L'chaim, L'chaim. Thank you for listening, my sweetest friends. It's always such a pleasure for me to hear from listeners from around the world. I'd like to thank some of the new supporters of this podcast. The Petroselli family of New Jersey, and the Norofshan family of Los Angeles, and their children, Zahava Rivka and Yisrael. And of course, to my kids that listen every night before they go to sleep, thank you all for listening. Please make sure to share this podcast with your friends. I'm very grateful. Baruch Hashem, that it's really spreading to larger and larger audiences all the time. And it's just because people tell their friends about it and share the stories. We're getting closer to story 100, which when I started the podcast, it seemed to me like such a distant goal, but it's coming up. And thank you all for listening and for your support.